Welcome to FinTech Fridays. Oh yeah! A weekly podcast brought to you by the National Crowdfunding and FinTech Association of Canada and Partners. Covering all things FinTech, blockchain, P2P, AI, and alternative finance. Hey everybody, Mitsub Khan here, and you are tuning in to episode 21 of FinTech Fridays. Uh, today, we have an absolutely incredible guest, Hussein. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Oh, my pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, for sure. So just for the audience, could you just give us a little bit more of, tell us a little bit of yourself, who you are, and essentially what your company does. Yeah, so uh, I am um, the CEO of uh, Next Decentrum. Next Decentrum is a company that uh, builds a tool called CXO.ai. And the aim of this tool is to help everybody learn from uh, or everybody learn from everybody else. So we believe, and I believe, I grew up in um, uh, out of Syria, Damascus, uh, and there the biggest challenge was it's it's a country where uh, there is not the same uh, things that we have here in Canada, where you don't have people mentoring you, helping you. You really have only the um, you know the education from the government, and that's about it. So. I when I when I reached here in Vancouver uh, five years ago to to be to be probably in a couple of days it will be five years ago I realized that everybody's into mentorship everybody is mentoring somebody else everybody has something that they want to contribute and give to somebody else that was a big mind uh, opener for me and um, what I realized is everybody has something to teach and everybody has something to learn now I did that for the past. 12 years uh, in Dubai, but I was, I was thinking that that's only me and the people around me, but I realize now this is a mindset that a lot of successful people have. A lot of people around the world want to learn from those people instead of just reading books and instead of just attending courses. There's a lot you can learn from someone that can guide you through the way. And this became very valuable when I spent over three months trying to learn how a Bitcoin transaction works. Right. And I'm an engineer, but I, I studied engineering, so it shouldn't be that hard. But the reason is I couldn't find the right material. So a lot of mentorship is guiding people and getting them to find what they need really, really fast. So I thought this is very powerful. Can we build a tool that help people teach through content curation? That is what we're building. That is what we are super excited about. And I think uh, and I believe that it's going to change how people learn it's going to be a great addition to how we learn right now. It's going to provide many people the ability to share their experience, share the, what they're capable of doing to contribute and a lot of other people to learn from them. So that is what we're building. That is what I'm excited about. Um, and that is a little bit about my history. I have a very long history of building many startups. Um, and uh, this is what I do as an entrepreneur all my life. That's all I knew is building startups, taking an idea from just an idea to a company. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's you do have a very incredibly extensive like background in entrepreneurship and just not only just building amazing companies, but also helping mentor like if not like thousands of entrepreneurs and giving and like you being their guiding light of like, hey, these are the mistakes I made as an entrepreneur. These are the actually really rock solid advice that I've gotten that saved my ass more time and time again. So 
it's it's yeah it's it's incredible that we have amazing people like you that are not only out there mentoring people but also creating a platform an educational platform for everybody to kind of get more or less the same kind of mentorship or just that one-to-one that you're offering for all like for such amazing people that's so kind of you i realized by working and having a lot of people help me to get where i am and i couldn't contribute back to them so the only way i could I could actually pay back to them is to pay it forward by helping other people and my condition to helping other people for them to help other people. And I think that's how we build a community of interconnected people that are committed to each other, that, that create prosperity and help people thrive. Uh, everyone around us. I, I was telling a friend of mine that this is, he, he asked me, he pressed on me, why do you do that? And I said, because it gives back to me, it made me feel good, but he pressed me even more. And I think it's a matter of survival. Uh, when you grow up in a place where everybody brings you down, um, uh, and not intentionally, but just being in a place where oppression is just the norm, um, mm. you grow up kind of uh, knowing that unless people around you are uplifted and going after what uh, fulfills them, you cannot realize your own dreams. So it's a matter of survival that you need to uplift other people and help them achieve greatness for you to achieve greatness so that's why i do it so it's a very very selfish approach <laughs> of why i do it right no but at this but at the same time it kind of uh it does make sense it is it is a very much a survival instinct and it's just it kind of it goes to from what i've read and what i've just observed um it really feeds into the fact that like hey I have this amazing thing and I just want to share it with the world. And that's, that's like, that's just kind of where it starts of like, Hey, the problem that you might be having, if I had the exact same problem, like 20 years ago and like this, like hey, Zig, not Zed, and just building that, this new ecosystem of just entrepreneurs and just helping each other and just creating like bridges and just kind of like having more like, just really building an whatever is incredible because now you can go and ask other CEOs or other founders for help and for questions and everything because they've probably gone the exact same things you are or they are probably not going to face that problem. They're like, oh, crap, I didn't even think about that. Oh, okay, what are you doing? Okay, that kind of makes sense. Okay, let's do that too. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very uplifting. Mentorship is probably the lifeblood of uh, successful entrepreneurs you basically the premise is you can't get there without a great team and a lot of supporters and people rooting for you and people helping you um, yeah so definitely it's an essential thing i completely agree with you hey i mean i like i want to give a shout out real quick to craig uh craig is the uh the ceo and the founder of the national fintech and crowdfunding Association. just what i've learned from him just at like a arm's distance or just via text or just by our weekly phone calls of seeing where we are like i've already grown so much as a person and i'm like oh my God, like, I'm so excited to like, see how much more I can grow. So like the mentorship thing really just, and like meeting amazing people like yourself from the podcast, like that is so incredible. Cause I'm just like every day, like, I feel like I'm like growing so much more. Like I'm 10 Xing my growth. Cause I'm talking to like, okay, cool. Like, what are you doing this week? Okay. This week we're going to talk about like AI education. I'm like, okay, cool. What is that? I don't know. Let's find out. I'm like, boom, crash course. Like, yeah, this is awesome. It's, it's the best. It's like one of the best feeling in the world. Yeah, shout out to Craig. He's probably one of the hardest working people I've met. Oh my God. Uh, this I, guy oh. is re- relentless. <laughs> I, yeah. I thought I was hardworking. He, when I worked with him on uh, some of the conferences we were putting together, like Van Funding, FFCon, 
this guy even pushes pushes it to to, the, to a completely different oh level. So I thought like, yeah. oh, it's a, he pushed me definitely by seeing his work ethic and what he's working on. So I definitely uh, enjoy working with him. And sometimes hate it because he pushes way too much. And yeah. it's good to to push beyond the limit and kind of experience a new a new different horizon of um, of where you can go with what you're doing. And uh, exactly. the kind of people that I met through him are awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's always like testing out your boundaries and like figuring out how how far can you take it? Like, what's your threshold? Like, and Craig is one of those incredible people that will really test like, oh, you think you can go this far? Mm -mm. You can actually go this much further. So uh, switching gears, uh, Next New Central does focus on, could you just explain to the audience a little bit more of why AI education is important um, given all the things that we're seeing in the media, like all like, hey, like Skynet's going to take over and everything. Like, why is education such an important factor when it comes to AI? And how do you see like services and platforms like yourself helping if like make people understand the AI conversation a little bit better? Well, for us, um, AI was uh, was born out of the need of achieving the end that we have in mind. So the end we have in mind is uh, education that works for you, uh, you're not locked into a system that you have to adjust to it. So the biggest challenge right now that we see, at least in uh, the education space, is that you're locked into a way of how the educator sees that you need to learn about a topic, uh, which makes sense. They are the expert, they are the leader on the topic or thought leader, and they know they have a certain way of doing it. However, in to take into consideration the diversity and how people learn, the different styles of people learning, the different pace, it's really hard to lock in people into a certain way. And that's why online learning has the has a very has a big problem, which is uh, learning uh, and people committing to the courses is only around 10%. So 10% of people get to complete the courses they sign up to. So they signed up, they paid. And then they only 10% completion, 10 to 20% at the best, which is a massive problem. We need people to learn. We need people to gain new skills. We need people to have the ability to execute in their work. So we thought, what is the best way? What is a better way of doing it? And we thought AI can help. And, and the way we're doing it is uh, helping AI adapt to people's uh, habits, to people's ability to learn and to their pace. So what we do is if you sign up to uh, the courses that we're putting together, our courses are curated. So we believe there's a lot of content out there. So engaging people and helping them to go out of their way instead of uh, being locked into one person's way of explaining things. So uh, mentors, that's what we believe their role is, is to kind of open up uh, your eyes to the world and lead you to the best of everything. So if you want to learn, let's say, how to grow, here are the best content, uh, articles, videos, books about growth. Here are the best articles, uh, growth, uh, articles, books, and videos on, let's say, how to manage your people, and so on and so forth. So the mentorship course is about curation, curating the best that is out there, and it works according to your style. So if you want to learn at a certain pace, you kind of tell the system, this is the pace I want, and the system adapts to that. The system tracks, uh, and this is not... Uh, broadly across the system. So we're trying to, trying to be very clear on, we don't take your data and study it and kind of study all the data that is out there and kind of force you into, this is what the AI telling you that this is the best you could do. No, the AI is locked into right. your patterns, 
um, and learning adapts to how you're learning. So are you clicking on these articles? Are you liking content of this style, uh, this style, not this style? So it adapts to your way of learning and try to suggest to you things that matches your way of learning. So it learns from you, gives you that feedback, and also taking into consideration what the mentor has set up. So it's not taken from the whole internet because we think that doesn't really work. Um, yeah. We it's just so it's a, a mentor mentor guided, uh, AI driven, and to kind of adapt to how you learn and how you how you prefer best and how you, how you grow better. So that's how that's what we're building. We're in the process. It's not an easy process. It's uh, we we have phases. We have a long way to go. But that's right. an exciting place we see for this technology and um, for how it can make an impact in this uh, sector which is education right no i mean i absolutely agree with you like there are so many different kinds of learning styles and just reading reading methods and like videos might work for some person blogs might work for other person some people might even like podcasts like what we're doing right now it's um it's actually kind of incredible that you guys are creating an ai that understands hey macy actually learns this way hussein actually learns this way okay cool let's just tailor it they're both probably learning the exact same thing they're probably very much interested of like hey how do i become a better leader how do i become a better mentor how do i become a better like i guess team team member as well uh okay mancy loves audio hussein likes video cool we're still learning like it that just the creating that in and of itself is so exciting and that just it's going to make education such it's, it's, it's going to breathe in a new life really so it's not going to be as stagnant as stale as it was for how many years right yeah, yeah well well in what we what we have right now due to the resources and what ai opens up the way we see it at least is that uh, the way we have things set up is that you prepare everything at the start and you adapt you iterate as much as you're capable to with ai we see the ability to constant iteration constant evolution based on how humans evolve so we evolve our way of thought we evolve our our, our view of the world we, I mean, hopefully we continue to learn. Yeah, hopefully, we fingers crossed. To, yeah, because some people are locked into a certain way of the world and that's, that's who we are, I acknowledge that. But a lot of people, they wanna grow, they wanna achieve. You're kind of forced out of your comfort zone and you have to explore new things. And as you continue to learn, as you take steps forward, you change and you grow and you, and you learn new things and you might change how you learn and how you consume information and what kind of information you, uh, you kind of desire. So having uh, the power of, uh, of AI uh, and adaptive learning kind of uh, adapt to your growth at the speed of your growth, that is, the, that is what we're, what we, where we think there's power here, there's a, a big opportunity, and that's what we're involved right now in exploring and uh, testing. Uh, because we are very big believers in testing and, and learning from testing what the market Testing and I love it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I love it. There's uh there's one of my favorite uh, Gary Vaynerchuk quotes is always like test and learn, test and learn, test and learn. It's like you don't like this thing, do do something else. You don't like this thing, do something else. I love that. It's uh I'm glad that you guys are building something that can actually help. Just yeah, just making education fun again. Honestly, <laughs> especially when it comes to like, well yeah, and especially when it comes to like you guys are tackling such big issues like from your background like you have you have blockchain knowledge, you have blockchain understanding. Okay, to break that down of explaining what blockchain is, why it's important, why it's going to be as revolutionary as everybody's saying in the space to a regular, like just, just a regular worker, like a, like, I don't like either, like explaining it to like a high school student (laughs) of why this is very important. That is that that's incredible. 
Yeah, well, that's where we started. We started with uh, our interest in blockchain, and right. uh, I've, I've spent a couple of years studying and learning more. And what what surprised me is how little people know. And because people know little, and because most of the information out there is kind of guided by technical knowledge, written mainly for people who are interested in the space, it was harder and harder for people who are outside, even people who are super smart, to kind of get in and um, and learn. And what that, that drove them away and said, well, I'll wait until this thing becomes a, a mainstream. And because of the crypto aspects of it, uh, they they hear all this news about the markets up, markets down, and uh, they there is there is a it's convoluted the promise of blockchain and what it can do, and what it's doing right now is kind of uh, I would say covered by all this cloud of lack of understanding, uh, false information, or sometimes information that are contradicting. So we right. thought that that's a great topic to start with because we believe in decentralized innovation as the way forward. We you decentralize. Uh, the power, I mean, we've seen the impact of decentralizing things. It's worked for us for a while, but it's about time that we uh, we kind of decentralize that so that we have less problems, we have more security, we have more contribution and people being able to participate from wherever they are in the world, wherever they are in the, in, let's say, in, in uh, the, the, uh, the society's, let's say, structure, they yep. can participate and they can, and they can actually add value and uh, they can uh, they can matter and, and build together from wherever they are we need that in, in such a in such a state of the world that it is right now yeah no 100 percent. it's all it really uh one of the core principles when it comes to blockchain and just like all these amazing new technologies that are coming out uh especially in 2019 is that we're giving power back to the people i mean i've mentioned this in the show before uh I've had people in the show and I've come on the show that have also mentioned this. It's giving people the power back of like having backgrounds, like, like coming from your, like coming from yourself, like your background of like coming from a place with oppression and just growing up and just kind of like, cool. Like I don't have, I'm, I'm very, I'm very limited on what I can kind of do. And some people like, like we've mentioned, like some people are sadly, they get beaten by that and they're kind of stuck the way they are and they don't have a way out. There's no options or what have you, but with this new wave of technology, this new like the way that we're going to decentralize education and like, hey, you can actually if you want, if you're interested in learning cryptocurrencies, cool. These are all these six. These are these are resources out there that can teach you if you want to learn about mentorship, starting your own business, how to file taxes, X, Y, and Z, whatever you want to learn. It's out there because there's the Internet. And on top of that, there's this new overarching technology that's going to make it that much more accessible and that much more just that. Yeah, that much just more tangible for you to actually like get out of whatever situation you're in, which is absolute that's 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 the amazing part that i'm super excited about i'm just really is, leveling the playing field right? very excited yeah absolutely and it gives and it gives also rise the every time we have a a, a movement just like the blockchain uh it, right. it kind of levels the playing field uh because for once all of the players that are already um let's say locking in the benefits of of the internet or so you're going against uh, you're going up against amazon too bad for you amazon already owns all of the areas that they they are in facebook yeah. for example google it's very very hard for entrepreneurs that are coming up right now because they will either be gobbled up by by these by the, these big corporations uh hence that promise of the new technology or new innovation is taken up by that that entity and kind of uh disappeared if you wish if they don't want it they might take on the team and say hey you're you're a smart 
people just focus on our thing and don't threaten our dominance in our space. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas now, when when you when you build communities, uh, especially let's say when it has to do with crypto communities, let's say like Bitcoin, um, it it threatens let's say PayPal, for example. I'm just using that as an example, but let's say PayPal cannot uh, acquire Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin doesn't belong to anyone, and things like that. The promise of that, so that the community that helps Bitcoin grow is the community that maintains ownership and grows. And if you want to participate, you can take part right now. Obviously, the longer you wait, the little role you can play, but you can continue. You can actually now become a developer of Bitcoin if you want. You can participate. And obviously, because you're coming in late, you have to prove yourself. You have to kind of like how it comes in society, right? How we right. operate as people. You're, you're coming into a community. You participate. You add value. Uh, you build up your personal brand slowly. Uh, by contribution. And that's, uh, for me, uh, closer to a meritocracy. Obviously, we're human beings. There is no perfect solution for life because that only happens with death. <laughs> yeah. We can go into that kind of conversation. But yeah, we could. The, to the best, to the best of, of how human interaction and how we build communities and how we thrive together, this is the closest uh, that I've seen so far to, to a community where it's all about your contribution and it's all about what you add as value. And it doesn't matter where you come from, what your name is, because in those communities, you're not even known if you want to. So it all comes down to how much you add value. And if you add value and you play by the rules of that community, you're welcomed, you're, you're celebrated through your work and you have to continue to do that work. So it's the closest I've seen to meritocracy uh, ever. And so on and so forth. You, if you don't like that community, you can build your own community or participate in another community. It's very, very much about choice, very much about what you contribute, very much about or not about who you are, where you come from and what your background is. It's really about what you can do right now for the community. And I think that promise, if it perpetuated across different industries, different sectors, can level the playing field for everyone and makes it really about what value do you add rather than what you say and uh, who you are and what your background is and how much money you have. All of these things become irrelevant. And I think that that opens up the door for new and upcoming people to add. Uh, it's really a marketplace of ideas and a marketplace of, of actual value. Yeah, it really is. Like it's the, the amazing part is that no good deed goes, uh, goes unchecked, really. Like if you are, if you are, bringing value to the community that you're in you are helping people you're answering questions like you are just generally being a good person and helping and being of value being of service to other people in your community you're going to get rewarded for that and that's the incredible part of it like that's just like that in and of itself like that's uh, i'm again super like i i, I want to scream that's like that's how excited i am so we did we yeah. did briefly touch on uh decentralized innovation right and um mm-hmm. I mean, hey, anywhere you read, like you hear decentralized innovation, I mean, there's so many different versions of what innovation looks like, what decentral innovation looks like, what AI, what innovation AI looks like. What does decentral innovation look like to you? And what are you most excited about? Like, what is something that like, ooh, when that happens, oh, I'm like, I, I can't wait till, till we get to that level. Well, I'm excited about the ability to uh, definitely public uh, decentralized innovation and the, just like the internet, a public uh, accessible to everyone uh, network that 
people participate um, without limitation. Uh, that is what I'm super excited about. Uh, I'm super excited about being able to solve real problems that we need. I mean, one of them is the ability to for payment. A lot of people from uh, our world that we live in right now, the Western world. I when I when I teach about blockchain, when I teach about Bitcoin. I explain that, I say here, you don't see the value of that because you have multiple options. But even if you go to uh, a city like Dubai, uh, who's known, let's say to the Western world as being very modern, only a few years ago, uh, entrepreneurs could not build a company that accepts payments uh, because they, uh, it's very expensive to set up a merchant account with a bank very limiting, it's, ex it's ex highly expensive. So you can accept payments. So imagine if you're building uh, an, a startup that is online and you can't accept payments, you can't do you can't do it. You have, so entrepreneurs, really friends of mine who were originally from Canada had to travel back to have access to Stripe, for example, to be able to build their company. Um, and that becomes very limiting. He had, he was Canadian by, by origin, so he could travel back, but a lot of entrepreneurs there don't have any choice which actually limits the ability to build great ideas. And that's why decentralization in my world is connected definitely to innovation. It's a new way of doing things that enable all these ideas to pop up, to be able to accept payment from anywhere in the world. And now truly you can build a startup that impacts anywhere in the world, even if you're in a place where you don't have accessibility to, to those resources that we have here. So I think that's the biggest promise. The biggest promise is to give access I think the word access is, is probably the most dominant and the most important. If you give access, people have the ability to innovate. People have the ability to add and contribute. And up to up till now, we had all kind of innovation happening at centers, at certain cities where accessibility were resources. And now with the promise of decentralized innovation, you can have really people who are sitting in a rural town, whether it's the US, in the state or here, let's say in the prairies, uh, in a very rural town where you have just internet access, you can now build a business and have access and contribute to someone who's living in Indonesia, out of all places, let's say just uh, top of my head. You can be in a war stricken country and as long as you have the access and you're able of course to be safe, you can contribute and you can change your situation. You can uh, contribute with ideas, because there's a lot of brilliant, amazing people around the world that have the ability to contribute, have something that we need in the world, maybe can contribute to a solution. And the other, so that's the first, uh, let's say, promise, access. The second promise is collaboration, true collaboration. Right now, collaboration only happens, uh, let's say, on a big scale when certain people come together and are committed to a goal, let's say, even if it's a goal that doesn't pay the money like Wikipedia, most likely for a goal that pays the money and they're they can taken care of like a company, which is a corporation like Facebook, for example. But then you have a singular goal, but with decentralized innovation, people can now contribute to multiple things and add value to multiple projects that actually solve real problems, like the problem of climate change, for example, like the problem of, let's say, war or, or having people, for example, let's say humanitarian crisis. So things like that, like people can participate and can participate in solving it and can the solution, while it might not be possible in a certain area or by a singular body, like a corporation, it can be possible by many different people participating from around the world and creating a community that's connected and working together 
that way. So I think access, collaboration, and the final word is innovation, is bringing something or creating something together that can never or could never be perceived before or thought is possible. Uh, that adds value. And I think that is where innovation happens. So these are the three promises that I think decentralized innovation can bring. And that's why we're super excited about it. Access. I love that. Like that, that makes so much sense because like, you have all of these old gatekeepers that are still sadly in power and you're having, having this, like just having decentralized innovation, you're giving access to all these people that, again, you've mentioned that don't have access to the information, don't have the tools to actually build a business because, hey, the next Facebook could be built out of like Mauritius for all we know, right? The next biggest thing could be built out of who knows where comparatively to um, just the, the actual power hubs. Like it's it really is going to bring like maybe like a closer to like globalization as well because you're going to have so much more like true collaboration with everybody throughout the world, right? Like you can be learning about like, hey, like my next AI mentor or my next blockchain or crypto mentor could be from like Singapore, right? And like, I'm here in Toronto just learning everything I can from there. That in and of itself, that's truly, that's incredible. So what are some of your core principles you have when it comes to building new ventures? Well, I uh, thank you very much for the question. I think uh, for me, building a company is very similar to climbing a mountain. And in particular, I, I relate it to climbing Mount Everest. I haven't done it. I may, may do it, even though I'm, I'm lazy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I kind of, kind of relate it to, to climbing Mount Everest. And if you think about it, climbing Mount Everest doesn't make any human sense at all. Like, why would you climb that mountain? There's absolutely yeah, makes no, no sense. Reason. Why would you do yeah. that? So crazy. So it's, it's really, it's really a desire. And not only that, if you don't have, so it all starts with, with passion, a passion for something, a thought or an idea. So those people who end up climbing the mountain are driven by a passion to experience what it's like to be at the summit. Now, whatever the source of that passion, nobody cares, but it's your passion. You know it. So most entrepreneurs, unless you're extremely passionate about the end result that you're after, never ever go after something because the the reason is that climbing a mountain is freaking hard it's the hardest thing you can ever do and even if you're in the right fit body to do that it's still as hard near the summit so even if, if you get an easy start let's say you have the money you have the time you have the energy it gets hard at the top uh, there is something in climbing mount everest uh, called the death zone which is above uh, 26,000 feet. And above that, it's the closest to the summit. And there, because of the, uh, the thin air, um, no matter how fit you are, you're, you're gonna suffer. You're gonna, you, it's gonna be super slow. It's gonna take you forever to get there. And uh, fit or not, you're gonna, so you're gonna suffer. So unless you have a passion for that, you're not gonna go through the suffering. So number one, I tell them, first of all, you need super, a lot of passion, um, tons of it, because it's going to be hard. And so that's the other thing that they need to know what they're getting themselves into. Most people think my idea is going to be the best. And so I'm going to have a joy ride. It's not going to be, it's not going to be difficult. It's going to be smooth sailing. I have the money, I have the time, I have the skill set. It's going to be hard regardless of what you have. So knowing that it's hard, having a passion for it is a starting point. The second thing is you need to have a central uh, guiding idea, which is adding value to customers. Bottom line, if you want to win, you have to add value to customers and you have to add it in a way that none, no other competitor, no one in the market can ever do. And unless you do that, 
there's absolutely zero chance that you're going to succeed at a big scale. You may succeed to build like a small business, but unless you add immense value, so at the center, you have to focus on customers. And you can't, it sounds like a very stupid idea. Of course, people will, will sign up to that. And of course, they say, of course, what else? Why else I'm building? But when you start doing it, most people get busy focused on how great the product is, adding more features, you know, building the elements of building a business and forget about why they did it in the first place, which is to add value to customers. And if they have that as the principle guiding every step, they're more likely to succeed. And underneath that comes a lot of things like you need a lot of customers to build a great, it's a big business. So you need a big size market. You need to talk to customers to know what they want. And that goes into interviewing customers and staying connected. And you need to test your product according to what customers want, not because you think these features and benefits are great. Who cares what you think? It's what the customers think. So again, there's the last thing I think is being humble as an entrepreneur. And I don't mean humble as, not being flamboyant and not being like, you know, talking, talking uh, the big game. No, humble meaning that your opinion and what you think doesn't matter. It's what the market thinks and what customers want and what customers need. And as long as you're humble and it's not about you, it's about them and about the value that you add, you're likely to succeed. So passion, customers, and being humble, being humble. Uh, basically. Yeah, the, these, are, these are core principles that... If you follow, you're likely to build a successful business. That's the, that's the last thing that I teach entrepreneurs. You can have all of that and you may still fail. It's, there is an element of luck, and an element of timing of when you, when you push your idea there. So there is no guarantee. And unless you're entering, like you can climb Mount Everest and you may never reach. You have to climb it again and you have to do it again. And that's why you have to have tons of passion. So it's not about just the success. It's about playing the game. Yeah, no, I love it. So to wrap this up, I'm going to end it off with two questions. So having trained and mentored all these entrepreneurs, what what has been your tried and true advice to these entrepreneurs? And how do these entrepreneurs find mentors? Like, how do we find amazing people like you? Yeah. <laughs> and how do we find cool. like actual mentors that can actually help us and make us as incredible as people think we are? Thank you for that. Yeah, so I think uh, core, core advice is get started now and whatever you do, get shit done. In the sense that um, stop talking about it, uh, stop uh, thinking about it and do something. Doing something, uh, it's like kind of ready, fire, aim or fire first and then get ready and then aim and then fire again. Uh, the key thing here is when you do something, you have something that exists in the world. Even if doing is you uh, creating a plan and writing it, not in your head, but writing it. Because now that it exists, you can evaluate it, you can analyze it, you can learn from it, and you can that guides you to the next action. So whatever you do, move from one action to the other, guided by testing, guided by, by data, guided by examination, which is what the Lean Startup promise, is that have your ideas, do something, build an MVP, do something, whatever it is, then examine the data. So build, measure, and then learn. Learn from the data and then make informed action. So this is my always advice to the entrepreneurs, whoever sits with me. The fundamental line is, what have you done? What have you learned from it? What is the next thing you're going to do? And if you engage in asking yourself those questions, this will, give, will keep you going. Now, now that you're going, now that you got going, the second piece of advice is always take 
um, uh, the 10,000 feet view every once in a while. So take a step to step back and say, am I heading in the right direction? Is this getting me to my vision or what I want to create? Is this heading in a direction that serves the business, that actually generates value? So every once in a while, engage in that and step out out of your cocoon and out of the uh, daily grind of action to make sure you're heading in the right direction. So these are two pieces of advice that saved my <laughs> saved me a lot of time and saved a lot uh, my entrepreneurs that I work with all the time. Uh, and it kind of simplifies the process. Obviously, the process of doing is intense. It's complex, depending on what you're building, depending on the solutions you're building. But these kind of simple advices and simple practices help people to stay on track and keep going and uh, and uh, don't, don't get stopped uh, by taking time to think and not do anything. Now, in regards to finding a great mentor, uh, you have to first find out who a mentor is. So a mentor is not a coach. A mentor is not an advisor. Um, and I've actually written on that uh, so they can actually find my LinkedIn and find a little bit I've written about what makes a good mentor a good mentor. But the key thing is a mentor is someone who's willing, first of all, they are skilled at what you want to mentor you on. So they have to have the skill. You cannot go to someone who will mentor you, for example, on growth. Like I would suck in mentoring someone uh, on how growth companies, let's say, move from uh, five million company, five million dollar companies to hundred million dollar company. I've never done it. I have, this, I don't have the skill set to do that. So I'm a, I'm a bad mentor for that. So, so even though they like me, a lot of people pick mentors that they like and look up to, which is fine. But make sure they have the skill set on what you want them to mentor you on. So that's a key element because a mentor is someone who gives you access in a particular area, very defined niche area. So you have mentors on strategy. You don't have a mentor overall. You have a mentor on strategy, mentor on growth, mentor on, for example, how you hire. So pick the mentor that can give you the skill set. The other thing is a mentor is someone who's willing to do it for free. A mentor is not someone you pay. If you pay them, they're either a consultant or a coach. Or, uh, so a mentor is someone that you don't pay for that. There's no paid mentors. Uh, that's at least my, where I come from. You pay a coach, you pay somebody else, but a mentor is someone, and they're committed to your success. The reason why they're into it is they, because they are committed to your success. They would be happy if you exceed them and outgrow them and achieve better results than they ever even achieved. So they're happy to do that. So they need to have that desire so that they don't hold you back because some people would actually not want to see other people succeed more than they do. And they are successful. They've achieved success in the area that they're skilled at. And um, finally, I would say it's someone that you connect with on a, on a, on a like you like. I, I don't believe in working with people that you don't like. So somebody, you cannot be mentored by somebody you don't like. So even if they are a big name in the place, if you don't like them, if you don't connect with them, you're not going to learn from them. So I believe life is too short to work with people you don't like. <laughs> so I highly recommend that you work with people that you like, people who are committed to your success, people who want to see you drive bigger, have the skill set, and have achieved success in that area. I think that would constitute a great mentor. And uh, I, there are a ton of brilliant entrepreneurs, especially we're lucky to be here in Canada, a ton of brilliant entrepreneurs, the biggest entrepreneur in your, in, in your sector, they would be thrilled if you reach out to them and ask them for 30 minutes uh, of their time. And final note, a mentor is not someone who's committed to you for life. Because they may be, maybe all you need is that half hour coffee that they guide you to something and then you go on to work and that's all you needed. So they give you kind of an, an access or a, 
they open a door for you or open your eyes on something. And maybe some mentors, you need them for longer. So don't, don't sit with someone and ask them to mentor you for life because they, will, they don't probably have the time if they're as successful. So look at them and, and ask them for, for advice and ask them for, for mentorship. Uh, just ask them what you want and they would want to help you. We're lucky to be here. That's true. I mean, uh, speaking of which, I got to have some, uh, I got to call in for some refunds. I don't know. I can't pay mentors. Totally, I'm totally kidding there. Um, <laughs> Hussein, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I mean, this has been an absolute pleasure. I think a lot of people, I think we opened up a lot of people's eyes when it comes to mentorship and just when it comes to leading and mentoring and essentially why it's so important. So again, thank you so much for your time. Um, this was a pleasure. I can't wait to have you back. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. And, awesome. Uh, so Yeah, great. Keep up the great work. Oh, I will. I will. With amazing people like you. I mean, cheering me on. I mean, of course, right? <laughs> and on the behalf of the NCFA Canada's leading fintech and crowdfunding association, I wish you amazing fintech Friday and weekend. You've been listening to Fintech Fridays, brought to you by NCFA and Partners. Tune in weekly for the latest Fintech Friday podcast by subscribing to this channel. The National Crowdfunding and Fintech Association of Canada is a nonprofit actively engaged with social and investment fintech sectors around the globe and provides education, research, industry stewardship, services, and networking opportunities to thousands of members and subscribers. For more information, please visit ncfacanada.org.